G'day, welcome to Partakers. This is a series of studies called Luke Looks Back, based in the Gospel of Luke, and is presented to us by Roger Kirby. Over to you, Roger. Hello. Luke continues with his careful introduction to Jesus' ministry. He tells us all about John, because John came before and announced Jesus. One thing he's going to make very clear throughout his book is that while John was a prophet, Jesus was more than a prophet. We read the first nine verses of Luke chapter 3. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, Tetrach of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all mankind will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Luke, in the middle of that passage, uses Isaiah's great picture of hope in Isaiah chapter 40, which prophesies the return of the Lord and his people to Jerusalem after the exile. He uses this as a picture of the coming of the Lord Jesus to the people of God. John is the voice. Jesus is the Lord. An obvious first question to make everybody think, although it does not come directly from this passage, is this. What is your hope? How far does your hope change the way you live from day to day? Where should our hope be placed? And we pause. Obviously the first part of that question has an individual answer, not just one right one. Our hope should be placed on being with Jesus in his heavenly kingdom, and then, after our resurrection, on being part of his kingdom when heaven and earth meet to form the new heaven and new earth that is our ultimate destination. Second question. The basic message that John preached was a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. How does this compare with the messages you hear preached these days? Are the differences only because John was preaching before the life and death of Jesus, and the preaching you hear is from long after? 
or are there differences there ought not to be? Pause. Again, the answer to that question will depend very much on your situation. Reading Luke chapter 3, verses 10 to 18. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him who has none. The one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, What should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, And what should we do? He replied, Don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, and the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. When the people asked him how they were to live, to show they had truly repented, John gave them four practical examples in this passage. Two ways they were to look after the poor, giving them clothes and giving them food. Two ways they were not to be corrupt and to be good and honest in all things, the examples of the tax collectors and the soldiers. Fourth question. If he had been talking to us, what examples would he have given? Were his examples, particularly the first two, really practical? It would not be long before they ran out of spare clothes and food. How realistic are the examples you think he might have given to you? How well can we follow these examples when we have to live in the real world we find ourselves in? And pause. Yet again, the answers will all depend on who and where you are. John talked about three things. First, a prophetic warning of coming judgment, when he said, flee from the wrath to come, the axe at the root of the trees. Secondly, calling for justice and compassion in our dealings with others sharing clothes and food, honesty in all things. Third, a right attitude to the coming Messiah, accepting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Our fifth and last question in this set, then, is this. Different churches major on one or other of the present-day equivalents of these things. Which do our churches make the most of? On which do we fall short? Pause. Like all the questions on this passage, we have to ask ourselves how they apply to us. And I cannot tell you what your answers should be. And that's the end of study three. Thanks, Roger. 
This series is on every Sunday, but as usual on Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, there is something new available every day to inspire your Christian life.